We talk NXT, Collision, Battle of the Belts, Bound for Glory. It's all on the way. Third League Radio. All right, so let's get it underway. First up, start with Collision. Well, Rampage Friday, Collision on Saturday. Rampage, I think, had uh, probably the better show than Collision. Uh, you got to see uh, a, a pretty good match, uh, CMLL style, really. Uh, Rocky Romero and uh, Mystico. Um, after that, John Silver uh, was number one contender for international title. He won the three-way against Kip Sabian and Isaiah Cassidy. Um, and then Blackpool Combat Club defeated Brian Keith and Exodus Prime, which gave them a tag title shot the on collision. Yeah, yeah. Against Big Bill and Starks, which they would go on to lose. But <laughs> yeah. then Ruby Soho defeated Sky Blue, and I'm, if I'm not wrong, she pretty much called out Hikaru Shida. I'm pretty sure they have a match on Tuesday. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Wednesday. Battle of the Belts Collision. I I hate to say it, but I didn't really see much there. I didn't well, really. The I mean, best, I think was, the the most memorable thing for me was Nigel McGuinness talking. You know. Well, I really like... John liked... Silver's great-great-grandfather was a pirate of some acclaim. Oh, really? Yeah. Long John Silver, they called him. I really liked the Brian Danielson-Andrade match, but 18 minutes long and honestly a little disappointing, but they did what they had to do. Yeah. Andrade's selling the hurt arm. We see in the middle of the show after Miro pretty much destroyed Action Andretti. Yeah. Um, CJ Perry comes out and says she wants to manage, or she's interested in managing Andrade, so... If you don't know the story, Miro said he is going to destroy any man who's. And if you watch, tries. Uh, well, if you watch, she is smiling when he's squashing Action Andretti. So there's talk of she's she's doing this to motivate Miro. This is part of a bigger storyline. Her managing people is just to motivate Miro. Um, the main event wasn't really that good. It was Big Bill and Ricky Starks defeating. Claudio and Wheeler Yuda. Honestly, really disappointing. A lot of the audience left, or I, I wouldn't say a lot, but some of them did leave during the main event. Not not a not all of them stayed for Battle of the Belts. Well, it's one thing I love In about terms Tony of card, is not that, really production. Is that Tony puts a lot of wrestling on his shows, but that makes for a long day. Like when you go to a taping. It is a long day at the taping. You're not just going to a dynamite taping. Well, but it's also not the same as when we last went. They they put ROH on Saturdays now. Well, yeah, but like I said, you're or taped on Saturdays. You're not just going to dynamite. You're going to a rampage taping. Yeah, but and that's, you're not just going to a collision taping. Like you're going to a Ring of Honor taping. So a lot of people they they'll leave after I mean, collision. Okay. They'll leave after dynamite. A and lot of I'm promotions not, uh, tape. What five six shows in a, on one day for and then they well just, see that would be that would be perfect if you're talking Ring of Honor that's what I would like to see many many promotions is a uh, like the schedule Major League Wrestling had before the pandemic hit they were in Dallas Philadelphia New York and Chicago they would run those once a month and then they would tape a month's worth of shows in Dallas they would air them tape a month's worth you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that's how they would run that would be perfect for Ring of Honor. <laughs> Bound for glory. Uh, but moving on, man, we got to talk about uh, the well, Bound for Glory because which is probably the biggest news. Surprise, uh, surprise! Bound for Glory 
sold out yeah. the Cicero Stadium in Chicago, 2,500. That wasn't a bad house. That's wasn't just, a, uh... just shy of AEW, who ran in a, a arena, not a stadium. Yeah, they've actually built the or market doing bigger what I anyway. said earlier, having a certain series of places that they run. I mean, Impact was real smart with that. But yeah, no, they they, they really run. They run Chicago, Toronto, pretty much just Midwest, yeah. Midwest and Northeast. Okay, spoiler alert: the big news of the night, TNA was coming back. I mean, you pointed it out to me. Hey, they're doing like TNA moves throughout these matches. Of certain, they're doing oh, callbacks yeah, no, throughout the whole the, show. I noticed that. A lot of the talent almost said TNA. They hesitated. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure Moose almost said TNA. So, <laughs> I, I honestly, if I was there, I might have said TNA. Yeah, if I'm doing yeah. a sh- live promo, you had the Impact Hall of Fame earlier, and they're talking about TNA. They're talking about Tracy Brooks. They're talking the, about oh, the styles of the matches felt like TNA style too. Yeah, yeah. If but you watched back then, one of the cool things is since we're going back to the start, the Hall of Fame, Mike Tenay, Don West. And Tracy Brooks in the Hall of Fame. I am. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Mike Tenay and Don West. It was. Uh, it was Mike and Don, and then it was King and Jr. I mean, I, I hated Michael Cole at that time. I'm still not a big Cole fan, but he he works his butt off. You got to give him credit. But yeah, those were the better without Vince and his fucking. <laughs> he is. But those were the uh, he, those were the two teams. Those were the two voices. I mean, Mike and Don played off each other as well as King and Jr. did. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it because it was so fluid. It was just so, I don't know, it gelled so much. It was great. Great. And it led work. to some of the most memorable moments in all of wrestling history, really. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, the I actually loved every bit of Bound for Glory except for two. And one of them I actually did enjoy watching. It was just... It, wasn't anything special. It was the Monsters Ball. I loved it. It was fun, but it was just PCO doing stunts the whole time. <laughs> he, he had a thumbtack stuck in the back of his head. It was oh my gosh! But he ended the match with like a corkscrew, uh, swanton or whatever. Yeah, Phoenix splash almost. <laughs> PCO Six, doing sixty-year-old. Yeah. So he he wins the Monsters Ball match very well deserved, and I didn't see anyone else. Who would win, Macklin, Rhino, and... And what was uh, what was Moose, Moose wearing yeah. in the Monsters Ball match? It's like he was going golfing. <laughs> what the heck, yeah, he was, wearing, he was wearing plaid pants, high boot, high top boots, <laughs> and... Like a workout shirt. It was like a Moose workout yeah, shirt. Yeah, it had a... It was a sleeveless shirt, and it just had a giant Moose on it, <laughs> and it said Moose. All right, cool, Moose. There you go, new, bud. New merch, plaid pants. Well, I guess we can get into the actual bulk of the show because it started out with Saban coming out first, I guess, because he's a TNA original and get a pop from the crowd to start the show. Although I think Kenta would have gotten the same pop, but whatever. Yeah. Kenta comes out second. He's the challenger. It's for the X Division title. Uh, Saban retains. It was about, if you give me... No, it was, it was what, about 15 minutes or so? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, not like, no. I think it was shorter, actually. Most matches were short because Impact, they, the thing is, they, Impact does every little detail to make their shows look good on paper because they were like, for most of their shows, they're, they can't have a long match in the bulk of the card. The longest match is the main event mm-hmm. and all the other matches pretty much get 
you get the time you got. Like the tag match only got like nine minutes. Yeah, that was kind of short, wasn't it? And I loved that tag match, every bit of it. It felt like beer money and Motor City Machine Guns all over again. Um, but Saban retained actually in 11 minutes, sorry. Hmm. Um, the nine minute match was down there. Uh, PCO won the Monsters Ball four way in 11 minutes. Um, and then Bullet Club, new tag team champions. ABC. Ace and Bay Club. Yeah. New tag team champions. They defeated the Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. Which They've still got a date with Gorilla Militia down here, apparently. That uh, <laughs> we got to get that figured out when you're talking Tech yeah. Soma Pro. Yeah. Um, they come down here a lot, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, if D'Lo Brown works with Tech Soma Pro. He works with Impact. So, of course, there's a, there's a connection there. So, if, if you haven't seen him... Uh, Look for, look for it on uh, Facebook, Texoma Pro, and on... Yeah, they've got uh, YouTube channels and all that, yeah. Yeah, um, but they they have some pretty good matches on there. And uh, after that, we... See, I was actually... I wish they did more video production for this match, um, more build-up before it, but the spectacle is just the name of it. Name in itself, non-title match, Osprey defeats Bailey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17 minutes and 59 seconds... That's the only problem is that it was too short. Yeah, yeah. Way too short. It should have been at least 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But classic, I I gave it five stars. Um, my reviews will be posted later on my <laughs> website. Press pwir.net. Did you forget your website? Yeah. <laughs> pwir.net. Yeah. Can't remember. <laughs> Is it live or? We'll edit it in later. <laughs> we'll we'll add it in as a little footnote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call your shot. Gauntlet match got way too long. It was basically a mini Royal Rumble, but it was gimmicky and silly. Yeah, it, it was. was 28 minutes. Um, we missed most of it, but it featured Jordan Grace won it. <laughs> yeah, um, it featured the. Mainly Impact guys, uh, people who have been there for the last about five years, uh, Heath, Giselle Shaw, Eddie Edwards, Bully Ray, Joe Hendry, all that. And then the notable surprises were Matt Cardona and Juventud Guerrera. No CM Punk in Chicago. (laughs) But reports show he was at Bound for Glory Fallout the next tape next day. So when the tape is coming around, we'll... Now, there, he is probably there because Ace Steel is getting uh, tried as a producer, but still, he was backstage. Yeah, yeah. You know, for all the stuff that TNA has had to live through, I mean, they've almost been on the verge of death several times. Hulk Hogan has almost killed him. Eric Bischoff's almost killed him. Dixie Carter almost killed him. To have all that, to have CM Punk come back and kill it off finally, that would just be horrible for them. You're listening to Third League Radio. We got into a... We're very... <laughs> we got into an argument with Disco Inferno. We, Glenn Gilberti. Oh, my goodness. So, I started it, basically. This... He... He said... He was basically trying to get a reaction out of Meltzer at first. People thought he was trolling. Um, apparently, he actually does think this. But he said, 
five yeah. star match. He well, said no that, one was star rating matches. He said in the 80s. five star matches never drew a dime. And I said, what about in the eighties when you couldn't physically get these? You didn't have as much access to the world of wrestling and these five star matches in Japan. A lot of people didn't see, and they used magazines like Pro Wrestling Insider and The Observer to learn about these matches yeah. and get the recommendations. And that's the point of Meltzer's star ratings are recommendations. And he he was saying that you seriously think people were star rating matches in the eighties, and I I actually didn't think he said that. I didn't think anyone could be <laughs> so stupid. I thought he was saying people did not care. Yeah, no, no. He was saying people didn't star rate matches. And I, that's why I thought he didn't say that, because it takes two seconds to do a Google search. <laughs> no, seriously, I jumped in. I said, the first five-star match from Meltzer was on my birthday. My actual birthday, April 7th, 1982. Butch, Butch Reed versus Ric Flair. Of course, I corrected you, and then Meltzer <laughs> yeah. corrected yeah, you. Yeah, no, Meltzer comes in and corrects me after Cobain's already corrected me, and he's like, uh, no, actually, the first the reason, one I heard about was Lawler Funk. <laughs> and then the reason why Butch and Flair sometimes doesn't get, because if you go to cage match, that one's not there. The reason is, is because the well, basically you, you, before 80... There's no tape of it. Well... Dave saw that one live. Yeah, but also you can... I, I mean, I've seen the Flair and Reed. You can look like some people... Filmed it there. Oh, okay. Um, like, I saw a Luthez match from the 50s. Like, that wasn't on tape. Yeah. Match of the week. All right, so let's close it out with match of the week. I think I've got... I got Bailey and... Well, I was going to give you a couple of matches before I told you my match of the week. I was going to make it a segment. Yeah, you I just drove right in. Yeah, I don't have patience, go. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to give an honorable mention. You got to have... Rocky Romero and Mystico. You've you've got to give them an honorable mention for being on maybe Rampage, for, maybe moving for it you. in. Um, I, I mean, it, it was a great match. They, I thought it was good. I thought they uh, moved a lot of tickets. It really, it so really it came. Was, it was good. It really came as a surprise it was a great when uh, for them. Mystico got the first fall. Like, I mean, insanely early. In yeah, the match. and I, I was really scared. Early. Rocky, uh, one spot like right after that, Rocky Romero rips his mask like. Yeah, hold like twenty five percent of it. I was that scared me. Yeah. I hate that spot <laughs> every time. Like almost pulling masks off. I hate it. Yeah, yeah as a yeah. kid, and never liked it. I was like, stop, stop! You're gonna take his mask. <laughs> but uh, also, let's see who. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna have a WWE best match. I don't think it's it's um, maybe well, maybe my bias well, well, is gonna prevent me from ever putting the WWE match on the list. If but you want to pick one, it would be um, Gunther versus Bronson Reed. Yeah. For the Intercontinental title, but I believe that was last week's Raw. Yeah. Um, this week's Raw featured the Judgment Day in the main event winning the titles, which would have been. It's either that or Charlotte versus EO for the women's title, uh, if you want to go company by company match of the week. No, um, I was going to. Uh, the, the, the second match I was going to mention before I gave you my match of the week was uh, it was going to be. Uh, the uh, tag match from Bound for Glory. It was short. It was quick, but Bullet Club versus the Rascal. I mean, you got transitions. To see, you got to see Bullet Club. The finish. Yeah. It was all perfect. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was. A, it was a they, really good they match. All it was a short match, and you got to see a, a new champion. So. Everyone. Everyone on that card showed up. But my match of the week. It's got to be yours. It's got to be Osprey and Bailey. Anytime Will Osprey steps into a ring, it's. It's been magic lately. It's just, I mean, the man can't do any wrong. You're listening to Third League Radio. 
But all right, that's it. Yep, yeah, we got to get out of here. We're we got to get ready for Raw. We got to cook. We'll see you next week right here, Third League Radio.